0: And it's listener letter time. This week's letter is from, let's see, Yong Elderkick, who writes to us from right here in the valley. And they write, Hey Tosh, long time no speak, old friend. Old friend. Huh. I- I've started listening to your your little program and was very interested in the story from last week about your friend Cadfile's visit, to the tea party in Revendreth. I was wondering, do you think you could swing an invitation for me and a couple of my friends to one of Theotage's parties? They sound like a real hoot. Yong. Huh. Yong, elder kick. Who in the... Oh, I remember now. Yong, if you're listening to our little program... No. No, I can't swing you an invitation. As I recall, you and all your friends in the popular set when we were cubs weren't very nice to me. And I suspect you wouldn't be very respectful to Theatar or his friends. And you know, it'd probably just end up in a... Huh. (laughs) You know, on second thought, yes. Yes, I will get you an invitation. Thanks for writing, and good luck with that, old friend. And now, on with the news. In news from around Azeroth, this reporter has heard rumors from visitors here at the Turnip that some interesting new construction projects may be in the works for Stormwind and Orkramar. Described alternatively as either stables or outhouses, the information has been leaked no pun intended, from reliable sources within each city's planning commissions. It's been reported that city officials are not entirely happy about this information getting out, but <laughs> we all know how leaks are. After quite a hiatus from his regular duties on the show, our goblin in the field, Rizsak, is back this week for another edition of the Rijak Report. Take it away, Rijak.
1: Hey, college, how you doing? Well, as you figured out a few weeks back, the future of my translating business ain't looking so great. But you tell Gordioga not to worry. I got him on contract with the college for, uh, you know, at least a year. But now I gotta find a new enterprise. You know, gold has always been really important back on Azeroth. But here in the Shadowlands, eh, not so much. Gold is still useful, but them dead folks have devised a whole bunch of other types of currencies. And there's so many, it makes your head swim. To start with, two of the covenants have their own coins that you can only spend with their vendors. And of course, all of them use anima as a method of exchange. Torghast has five, count them, five different currencies that you can use, you know, for different things. The Maw has a currency that you can only spend in the Maw, Corthia has a currency shared with a couple of factions there. The Sanctum of Domination has its own currency for gold's sake, as do the Halls of Atonement. Oh, and then you got your cataloged research, also in Corthia, Grateful Offerings, and Valor for those brave enough to tackle the mythic dungeons. And now there's this Zareth Mortis place, and it has cosmic flux. Hey. It's enough to give me the flux, I tell you. The bottom line is, all the adventurers here in the Shadowlands are so busy collecting all these currencies or whatnot that there isn't much need for gold uh, unless you got a profession or a helping out the guilds. So's I figure, if I can't beat em, join 'em. join But you know what? They gots them markets locked up tighter than a dark water clam at low tide. And then it occurred to me... Arbitrage. Now, technically it ain't allowed. These are closed markets after all, and there is a small matter of legalities around the whole thing. And then I got to figure out how to convert the transactions in the gold. But hey, when have I ever let a few minor obstacles get in my way? <laughs> anyway, if I can figure out how to make this work, it'll be an absolute gold mine! Well, college, it's been a slice, but I gotta go start running this idea to ground before someone beats me to it. Oh, and you tell Jan and Irie that I ain't forgotten about the whole unionize the ogres thing. I got a whole campaign lined up that'll convince the ogres that I got their best interests at heart, and we don't need no union help.
0: Thanks, Rizak. Arbitrage? What the heck? I, I, I don't know. I guess I'll have to ask the professor. Well, whatever it is, I hope it works out for him. The Rajak Report is sponsored in part by Kaja Cola. Tiny bubbles, big ideas. It's also sponsored by Keen Bean Kaffa, a Grummel owned and operated Kaffa trading company. Keen Bean Kaffa. Good beans, good Kaffa. Hey folks, you'll never have to worry about having the right currency when you shop with the fine vendors of Half Hill Market. And the prices? Well, your good old-fashioned gold will go a long way as you stock up for the big summertime entertaining season. Whether shopping for home, garden, or farm, you'll always find what you need at Half Hill Market. Open every day, all year round. A world of shopping, right here in our own backyard. And now, the farm report. Jogu's word for tomorrow's crop is leeks. The mild earthy and slightly sweet taste of red blossom leeks are a key to several Pandaren recipes, including the always popular Cheng spring rolls and the legendary Four Senses brew. Popular throughout Azeroth, red blossom leeks are a reliably lucrative export for farmers here in the valley. The farm report is sponsored by the tillers, education and support for farmers in the valley today and forming the future farmers of tomorrow. Checking the Azeroth calendar, you've got just one day left to make an orphan very happy for a day during the worldwide children's week why not consider dropping by an orphanage in any of the major capital cities and you'll get the joy and satisfaction of taking a deserving orphan out on an adventure of a lifetime. And for all you aspiring aeronauts out there, next week, the Spring Balloon Festival begins. It would normally be time for our weekly feature, Wandering with Velma and Demesis, but I got a very interesting note from our Horde travel correspondent, Eliandor, who wanted to come on the show and share some very interesting news that he and his twin sister, Shala, came across. Eliandor, good to see you again, my friend. So, I have to ask, what is so important that you asked me to bump Velmec from his regular slot this week? Hello, dear boy. Well, you'll hardly believe this story. But Shala and I had a very interesting experience with a little blood elf orphan girl from Shattrath. Wait, wait. <laughs> Let me stop you right there. And, you know, I almost hate to ask this, but what exactly were you and Shala doing with an orphan? <sighs> well, if you must know, Daddy insisted that Shala and I participate in Children's Week. <laughs> oh, really? Yes, dreadful, isn't it? You know, normally we would have refused something like this out of hand, but apparently there was some family controversy or other, and he thought we could use some, as he called it, positive press. Aha! Uh-huh. And he thought having you and your sister in charge of an orphan for a day would be positive press? I'm not sure I appreciate the implications of what you're saying, but can I go on with the story, please? Yep. Sorry. So, for some reason, Daddy insisted that we go to the orphanage in Shatrath, when he knows perfectly well that there are entirely serviceable orphans in Orgrimmar. But Daddy was insistent, so we met Matron Mercy at the Shatrath orphanage, and she gave us a whistle to summon the little girl, which frankly seemed a bit demeaning. I mean, it's not like she was in some aristocrat's children's singing group. I'm sorry, what? (sighs) <sighs> Read a book, dear boy. Anyway, the little blood elf child showed up right away, and her name was Salandria. She was cleaned up and in the best attire that could be expected for an orphan, I suppose. And so energetic. Frankly, her energy was already exhausting Shalani, but duty must. She told us she had never been outside the city, but I was skeptical because she had... Quite a detailed list of all the places she wanted to go. Well, Eleandor, I mean, she could have at least heard about these places. I suppose. Anyway, the first place she wanted to go was Sporagar, to visit her friend from the orphanage named Hachu. Bless you. Really? <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. Apparently, Hachu and Salandria were best friends in the orphanage. But about a year ago, Hachu was adopted by a family in Sporegar, And what a perfectly dreadful place it was. Right in the middle of a swamp. Personally, Shalana, I thought she would have been better off at the orphanage. Oh, hey, Eleandor, that's that's not very nice. What? At least she... It, he... they, I guess, would have been clean. But I will say that the two friends were very happy to see each other. Apparently, they plan on being adventurers when they grow up, just like Shalani. I I don't think Shalani knew I saw this, but that actually made her smile a little. Aww, that's that's really touching. (sighs) Don't be mawkish. Besides, the little rascal showed her true colors by where she wanted to go next. And where was that? Of all places, the Throne of Elementals at Negrand. Apparently she has dreams of being a mage when she grows up. So she wanted to see elementals to see what it takes to control them. So of course as soon as we landed, the wretched little child ran off to talk to a massive fire elemental named Incineratus. Oh no! Oh yes! And of course she got burned. Fortunately, I do a bit of healing, but she certainly learned her lesson. Elementalist Sharvak, who seemed a bit put out that we brought a child, didn't think much of her future as a mage because, and you won't believe this, because she's a blood elf. What? I know. Imagine restricting someone from something because of their race. I thought Azeroth was beyond that. Shala was almost apoplectic. I had to drag her away to avoid an ugly incident. Fortunately, Salandria didn't notice because she was already tugging at my sleeve to hurry to the next place on her list. The Dark Portal. Ew! Why? It's beyond me, dear boy. From what Salandria told us, the matrons at the orphanage use scary stories about the Dark Portal to frighten the little beast into submission. The way she rolled her eyes, which looked remarkably like something Shalan would do, gave me to believe it wasn't a very effective strategy. When we got there, she was more impressed than frightened. You know, she even knew about Medivh's role in creating it. That's actually pretty impressive. Shalan, and I thought so as well. But Salandria just stood there gaping at the portal. Finally, Shalah lost patience and said to Salandria, Close your mouth, dear. We are not a codfish. What an odd thing to say. Oh, it's a saying Shala used when she tried her hand at being a nanny once. I don't think Solandria was too pleased with this comment because she gave Shela quite the look and then marched off to the portal in Orgrimmar for our next destination, Silvermoon, which was quite the relief after all the dreary places we had been. We got to Silvermoon and... There was a bit of a delay in the mage room because Salandria wanted to watch a mage by the name of Elredan practice polymorphing his partner Arasalia. Poor thing. She kept begging Elredan to stop, but she went from a sheep to a squirrel to a giraffe in just seconds. Huh. Sounds like you know them. Is Elredan a new mage? Oh no, he's been at it for years. Poor dear is just incompetent. Okay, so. What did Salandria want to see in Silvermoon? Someone by the name of sig a musician of all things, in something called the Torin Chieftains. We found them loitering around the elders' walk with their manager, and Salandria was so excited. She even pretended to play some sort of instrument and broke into song. I must say, she had quite a powerful voice, which the chieftains seemed to appreciate. Oh, no kidding. What did she sing? The power of the Horde, of course. So now Salandre wants to be a musician, or as she called it, a rock star, whatever that is. Ridiculous. First she wanted to be a mage, and then she wanted to be this rock star thing. Can you imagine not knowing what you want to be? Yeah, kinda. Oh, well, no offense, dear fellow. The day was getting a bit long, and honestly, Shala was looking like she was reaching her limit. So I told Celandria we could go to one more place. She said that some stinky priest had told the children in the orphanage about the caverns of time and the dragons there. And she seemed quite enamored with dragons. You know how it seems like every little female goes through their dragon phase. That's a thing? Of course. So, off we went. Well, we know Cernu got to the foot of the pedestal at the center chamber before several wardens of time made to attack little Salandria. Oh no! Why? Who knows, you know how dragonkin are. The least little thing will set them off. Poor Salandria was terrified. Fortunately, they were called off by the bronze dragon, Zaladormu, who berated the wardens for attempting to punish the child for something she might do or fail to do in the future. But Celandria was still frightened and was hiding behind my robes. Yeah, I can imagine. Eleandor, I hope you did something to comfort her. Of course. I told the little scamp if she would stop wrinkling my robes with her grubby little hands, I'd buy her a treat. Eleandor. Oh, relax. The little mercenary knew exactly what she was doing. As soon as I said it, she got a sly look in her eye. And then the greedy little monster insisted on a souvenir toy dragon. Well, my corn purse was a little light, so I had to impose on Shala. And you know what Salandria said when I handed it to her? That she plans on owning a dragon of her own one day imagine such a silly notion anyway at that point celandria was getting tired and looked like she had had enough and she asked to go back to the orphanage and then she went into a heartfelt speech about how wonderful Shalon i had been and with actual tears in her eyes she said to Shala you're my big sister now oh. oh Eleandor, that's that is so sweet how did shall I react to this? Oh, she recoiled in horror, of course. Oh, no. Worry not, dear boy. I patted the little waif on the head and said that we appreciated the sentiment. And with that, we took her back to the orphanage, where she insisted that we come back and see her sometime. Well, Eliandor, despite the fright she got at the end, it does sound like you did something very nice. But... As interesting a travelogue as this has been, what was the interesting news? Oh, that's right, I almost forgot. When Shalana and I got back to Silvermoon a few days later, there was a letter from Salandria telling us that Lady Liadrin had asked that she be released to her custody for training in Silvermoon City. Okay, so she got adopted, that's great news. But... I'm not sure that's really enough to preempt Velmic. Dear boy, I don't think you understand. Lady Leandrin is the matriarch of the Blood Knights, one of the most powerful females in Silvermoon. If she's taken an interest in Salandria, then this little blood elf may have something truly momentous in her future. Oh, okay, I guess that is big news. It certainly is. But even more importantly... If that's true, Shala and I may have established a very valuable connection for the future. Oh, <sighs> well, good for you too, I suppose. And, since there's no way you could have known that was going to happen, I'm just going to go with the fact that you did something nice for a little orphan girl. Whatever makes you happy, dear boy. Anyway, must be off. I left Shala alone downstairs and she gets very cranky when she's bored. Ta-ta! Okay, yeah, ta-ta. Always a pleasure, Eleandor. As always, we are coming to you live from the Lazy Turnip Inn, in the heart of Halfhill, the little town that time forgot and the years can't improve. Whether you're a Half Hill resident or just traveling through our fair town, drop by and see us, won't you? And when you do, don't forget to ask Den Den for a cold, refreshing Stormstop brew. Brewed right here in the valley by the fine Pandarens at Stormstop Brewery. When in doubt, reach for a Stormstop. Thanks for joining us again this week, folks. And be sure to tune in later this week for another hilarious episode of Little Binan. These send-up parodies of Pendarins and Pendarin Society, set in Binan Village, will be sure to make you laugh, and you may just recognize someone you know, or even, yourself. See you next week, and remember, make your own turnip. You can find us on Twitter at Report, or drop us an email at halfhillreport at yahoo.com.